Welcome to Beaver Lodge Alliance's sermon podcast. We're so glad to join you. This is the latest sermon. We pray that you would receive encouragement, exhortation, and that Jesus would speak to you through this sermon. Enjoy. Well, good morning. I feel like some of you might have gotten a little bit excited seeing that I was coming up to preach this morning because you know that it's going to be a little bit of a shorter message. (laughs) Um, So before we dive into the word today, I just got a couple couple of stories. So the first one, I'm just going to preface it a little bit. If you have done what I'm about to talk about, I'm not casting judgment because I'm going to be talking about some foot washing. So if you have done this, I'm not casting judgment because I'm sure that this was a special moment for you. Um, So keep that in mind as I'm saying this little story. Um, so I've, I've heard a lot of stories of people who have done foot washing at their weddings. And uh, it's, it's probably something significant for the couple because, you know, they have their beautiful ceremony, they sign their papers, and then the, husband, the now husband and wife go and they wash each other's feet in front of everybody who's there for the wedding. But I've heard that it's really, really awkward for the people who are just there to watch because you're just watching two people washing each other's feet. There's not really any significance for you because typically it's not really explained, and it's just awkward because you're just sitting there, you're not sure what to do, and you're just staring at them as they're washing each other's feet, and it's really awkward. Yeah, foot, foot washing can be awkward. And then an- another, another story that I have about foot washing is uh, before my internship, um, one of the things that they had us do. So it was, it was the first week that us interns had met our mentors. So we had been told our mentors' names up to this point, um, but we had no clue who they were. We knew what church they served at, but we hadn't had any like, face-to-face interaction. Uh, so at Ambrose, uh, the school year had ended, and we have this week of meeting our mentors and figuring out who they are and what ministry is going to look like with them for the next year. And one of the things that Ambrose decided that it was a good idea to do was foot washing with our mentors. Um, so my mentor's name was Regan, and uh, they, the people facilitating this, this week didn't explain foot washing at all. They were just like, okay, here's a bunch of information about when, what internship is gonna look like, here's some things that will make internship fantastic, and now you guys are gonna wash each other's feet. And they just had buckets of water and towels. And they're like, okay, we're just gonna have some music playing and you guys can wash each other's feet. Once you do that, you guys are allowed to leave. And me and my mentor just kind of turned to each other and we were like, why are we doing this? And like, there wasn't any kind of explanation and it was really awkward. Like, some people like slowly got up and like went to grab like a bucket of water and some towels and were like, I guess we're doing this. And me and my mentor, we were like, this is really awkward, it wasn't explained, we're not entirely sure why we're doing this, so we got up and just walked out of the room because we were like, this is an uncomfortable situation and we just wanna, we wanna get out of this and we can go have like coffee or something to get to know each other better. So this morning, we're gonna be focusing on John chapter 13, verses one to 17. At this point in the book of John, uh, the disciples have traveled around with Jesus and have heard him teach and perform a number of different miracles they would know that the man that they're sitting with, so at this point they're at the table for the Last Supper, and they know that the man that they're sitting with is in fact the Son of God. Jesus had just finished teaching and went uh, with his disciples to to the place that Jesus sent Peter and John to prepare, 
And this is where our message begins. So I'm going to read uh, John, 13, John chapter 13, uh, 1 to 14, and it says, It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon, Isaacit, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took, his outer, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realize what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash your feet, you have no part with me. Then Lord Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew that who, who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put his clothes on and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is who I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. So there's a lot that can be unpacked from this passage, and there's a a multitude of different sermons that can be preached from this passage. And I'm sure that you guys have heard lots of different sermons from this specific section. Uh, But this morning we're going to be looking at it uh, specifically from the meaning of washing feet and embracing humility. So first off, we're going to talk about the humility piece. So washing feet was something that was left to the lowest of the low, uh, to the point where the Jewish people wouldn't actually have their Jewish servants wash their feet, uh, but they would have their Gentile servants wash their feet because they were seen as the lowest people group. So foot washing wasn't something that was ideal and it was something incredibly dirty and gross and nobody wanted to do. So Jesus and his disciples would have been wearing sandals and walking along dirt roads and everything that was on them. Uh, so when, when they got to their house, uh, their feet would have been really, really disgusting. So if you've ever like worn sandals and like walked across a beach, you know how disgusting your feet get just from that little bit of sand. And then picture that like multiplied by 10 because you're always wearing sandals on dirt roads. And it was typical that when people would gather to eat, a servant would come and wash their feet before sitting down together uh, because they would sit on the floor and their feet would be be really close to where they were eating. However, the the disciples, so uh, the two disciples who were sent to prepare this place, didn't plan on having a servant there to wash their feet. So instead of just having somebody come and wash their feet, they just sat down and started eating together instead of, you know, first washing their feet like they traditionally would. The disciples then shared communion together, and Jesus tells them that one of them is going to betray them. And right after Jesus tells them this, uh, in Luke 22, uh, verse 24, it says, a dispute arose among them uh, to which one of them was considered to be the greatest. So although there isn't a clear timeline to exactly when this uh, section was said, uh, we're going to be operating under the assumption because it makes sense that it would have gone, the disciples sit down to eat, they're eating, this discussion comes up, 
and then the foot washing happens. So that's how we're operating here today. Um, just because that makes sense, even though there isn't actually an entirely clear timeline. Just want to let you guys know that. Um, but yeah, it seems like this was happening, and the disciples are arguing amongst themselves. And Jesus gets up and goes to wash their feet. So John 13, verses 4 to 5 says, So he got up from the meal, took, up, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. So just picture that for a moment. You're gathered around a table with your friends, and Jesus is there. So you're close friends, you've known them for years, and you're sitting around a table enjoying a meal, and Jesus is sitting there with you. And then amongst your friends, you start to argue over who is the best. And then Jesus gets up from the table and starts to dress himself the way that a servant would and begins to do the most degrading task that someone could do during this time by washing feet. Jesus chose to serve those that were around him, even though it meant he might be seen as a lower person because of the task that was being performed. He didn't care, though. He saw an opportunity to serve and teach his disciples and he took that opportunity. He decided to humble himself and serve his disciples as they were arguing. He chose to serve his disciples even though he was their teacher, showing them that he isn't greater than them just because he is the teacher. I think that this applies to how we choose to serve, both inside and outside this church. There are things that come up that seem demeaning or not worth it, and that, or that the time, it's not worth the time, or that somebody else might be able to do that task better. I know that for myself there have been things that uh, I've, cho- I've decided not to do because I was worried about what others might think of me when I was doing that task. I was like, oh, what if, what if they think of me as like somebody not worth hanging out with, or they see me as like a lower person? I don't really want to do that. I don't want to be seen as lower. I've also had the opposite where I wasn't sure if I was worthy of doing a task. And in both these instances, I was letting my pride get in the way of serving through the opportunities that were presented to me. And here Jesus is, arguably the most powerful man on earth, and he was taking the task that nobody wanted to do, presenting himself the way a servant would to wash the feet of his disciples humbling himself to do something he might not actually want to do. But knowing that this is something that he needs to do and simultaneously teaching his disciples about the importance of service, even, then, even when we might not uh, think something is perfectly suited for ourselves. So with that, we're just going to quickly pause for a minute. And as you're thinking about um, Jesus around this table, I want you guys to put yourselves into that situation. So put yourself into the situation of you are sitting at this table with Jesus and he starts to come around to wash your feet. So I want you to take about five minutes to talk, around, uh, talk with the people around your table and talk about what kind of thoughts and feelings uh, you might be having as Jesus is coming around and washing your feet. Um, so take five minutes to do that. Uh, Those of you who are online, if you have people around you, talk about that with them. Uh, If you don't, just toss it up in in the chat. So go ahead and do that now.
All right, we're gonna jump back in here and we're gonna shift gears a little bit. So the second thing that we see uh, from Jesus washing his disciples' feet uh, is this interaction between him uh, and Simon Peter. So I'm gonna read verses six to seven. And it says, he came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now uh, what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash your feet, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only wash their feet, their whole body is clean. So at a quick first glance this, uh, at this interaction, uh, we could easily say uh, that when Jesus came to Peter to wash his feet, though hesitant at first, Peter wanted all that Jesus could possibly give him, and that would be accurate. Although this interaction is pointing uh, to Peter wanting all that Jesus could give, it's also speaking about baptism and the need for a continuous, to continuously wash our feet. Um, so, I'm not gonna jump into the baptism part a ton, but I wanna quickly explain what baptism is for those of you who might not know. Uh, So baptism is a physical public symbol of new life you receive uh, when you declare Jesus as Lord and an important aspect in the covenant relationship uh, between God and us. Going down into the water and being raised out of it signifies our willingness to die to our old ways of living and experience new life in Jesus. And baptism isn't a magical rite that makes you a Christian. Bap- baptism isn't, isn't an innovation of the church, uh, but, pra- uh, but a practice established by Christ. And it is a step of obedience uh, to Christ and a public declaration of your commitment to follow him and his ways for the rest of your life. So, that's, so the baptism piece is talking about Peter when he's saying, Jesus, don't just wash my feet, but wash my hands and my head as well. And Jesus', Jesus response, those who have had a bath don't need to have another bath. And that's pointing to baptism itself, of saying, uh, you've, you've been baptized. If you've been baptized, you don't need to be baptized again, but you need to wash your feet. Yeah, so verse 10 was saying, those who have had a path, bath need only wash their feet, their whole body is clean. So up to this point, it, it, it is safe to assume uh, that Peter has been baptized. Again, there's not a very clear timeline as to when exactly all of the disciples were baptized, but it's a pretty safe assumption that at this point, Peter had been baptized. So why would he need to be washed? Jesus points, points that out, even though a person has been baptized, that doesn't need that they don't need to be cleaned. Just because a person has been baptized, that doesn't mean they're going to be living a sinless life. They will need to come and be washed of their sins again and again, uh, but they won't need a full bath again, and they just need their feet washed. So going back to, um, in their day, walking through the dirt, if they had had a bath that morning, their whole body would be clean, except for their feet as they're walking around. I know that's not quite the same as today, but I mean, it's kind of the same. If you have your feet in shoes all day, and you're walking around, chances are most of you is still gonna smell relatively good at the end of the day, but your feet are probably not gonna smell good and people probably don't wanna go near your feet. And it's, it's this idea of your whole body is still clean, but there's parts of you that are going to get dirty and you need to be washed in those parts. Living life is dirty. We're born of a sinful nature 
And once a person has been baptized, that doesn't mean that they're then gonna lead a perfect life. It's like walking along that street in sandals, the way that the, the disciples did. You can try your best to not step in the mud or whatever else is on the ground, likely some donkey crap or whatever there might be on the ground. And there's still gonna be dust and other debris that gets on your foot when you're walking around all the time. Your feet will get gross and you need to clean, you need to be cleaned, they need to be cleaned off to keep everything else clean once your sandals come off and you're in your home. Our spiritual journey is like that. Once we've been baptized, we've been washed clean of everything. Jesus, we've been brought into the family of God. And we're still gonna have times where we fall down, we're gonna have times when we stumble. And we need to come back to Jesus in those spaces. Uh, Just a couple, just a quick story here. So uh, I started a course called Pathways to Freedom. Uh, And it's all about, you know, getting, getting better control of your life and redeeming parts of your life that maybe have been broken and you haven't dealt with. So I'm, I'm walking through that right now. Uh, and we had our first class, like official class on yesterday, actually. Uh, and the instructor, one of the, one of the instructors was talking about redemption. And as she was talking about that, um, she was talking about how in our lives, when we're walking and we're going through life, we have times where we, we stumble. We have times that get really hard and there's times where we're like, man, how am I ever going to get out of this space? And it's almost like you want to give up because like there's no getting out of this. And then she brought it to, she brought in the idea of a movie. When you're watching a movie, typically there's going to be a point within that movie where the main character is down in the dumps and they're kind of out and it's like they could easily give up and just be like, well, this is life now and we're just going to live here. And we we could choose to turn the movie off there and be like, well, they're not getting out of that spot and just turn the movie off. But we don't. That's the climax of the movie. We know that there's going to be more. And it's the same within our lives. When we're in that low spot, when we've maybe been living in a pattern of sin, and we're like, man, there's no way out. There's still redemption for that. There's still going to be a path forward because God is saying, hey, I'm still here. You don't have to, you don't have to shut off that part of your life. That part of your life isn't over because I'm still here. You can wash your feet and keep walking. So what is the importance of foot washing? So just like baptism, that portion of us dies to its ways and it's made new in Christ. So um, when I'm talking about foot washing and needing these, needing to be washed constantly, it's not necessarily saying, oh man, I made this like, terrible huge thing, I'm like living a ton of sin, that might be you. I'm not saying that it isn't, it might be. And you just need Jesus to wash your feet of that. Or it could be something really really simple. I know something that I'm constantly being like, okay God, I need your help with this, is road rage. I get really, really angry at people when I'm driving because I like to drive faster than I probably should and I don't like when people get in my way and I get really, really angry. And although that isn't actually affecting the people that are around me, it's not, I'm not honking at them, I'm not like cutting people off. It's not, like the people who are around me aren't being affected and typically I'm driving alone so it's not like there's anybody else directly with me who's experiencing that. It's literally just me. But I still need to come to Jesus and be like, okay God, I know that this isn't me living Christ-like. 
I know that if you were in this car, if you were in my space if you, and you were driving, you wouldn't be getting angry right now. Instead, you'd be calm, you'd be peaceful, and you'd just keep driving. So part of this washing our feet is, okay, God, this part of my life isn't quite Christ-like, and I need to be washed, and I need to be made more like you. And being Christ-like is something that's, it's a public thing. Everybody who's around you can see it, but it's also something that happens privately. Living Christ-like is something that happens when you're alone as well. So like me driving my car, living Christ-like would be not getting that road rage. Washing our feet is also important because it, it gives us freedom. I know for myself there's been times where I'm like, man, I'm really struggling with this. And I, I get down in the dumps and I'm like, Kate, well, that's the end of that. We're not gonna try and do that anymore because it's just leading me down the wrong path. But then when I actually bring it to God and I'm like, okay, God, I need you to take this from me because I need that portion of my life back, it actually brings a lot of freedom because then I'm actually able to walk in that space again. I'm able to be confident in those spaces again. And then I'm able to actually walk hand in hand with Jesus in that space again. It can bring joy within your life again, being, being washed again, because you're experiencing Jesus again. And it makes us more like Christ, and we can experience him fully. If we're not being washed and we're just letting ourselves get more and more dirty as we're walking through our lives, we're actually pulling ourselves away from Christ. But if we come back to him and we're like, okay, Jesus, I need my feet washed, we're allowing ourselves to have Jesus come back. We're allowing ourselves to actually experience Jesus fully in spaces that we might not have been able to experience before. And then through that, we're actually able to show Jesus more to the people that are around us. The more that you're experiencing Jesus, the more that you're able to show Jesus to those that are around you because you know how he operates in those spaces now. You know firsthand that he can operate in those spaces. So we're gonna move into our conclusion here and we're gonna move into a time of reflection. Uh, And what what we're gonna do is there's kinda gonna be two things that we're gonna be doing. So one is... um, I want, I want you guys to kind of comp- contemplate this question and be challenged and challenge yourself with it of, is there any spaces where you're not stepping into service because you're uncertain about it? You, you might be thinking, oh, that seems like a little bit too low for me or like, that seems like something that like the, my old self might have done, but I can't do that anymore or whatever it might be or, I'm not worthy of being in that space. I wanna challenge you, what, what are some spaces for yourself where you actually need to humble yourself so that you can operate in those spaces? Not saying that you have to step out in service in those spaces, but just humble yourself and be like, okay, God, what would it actually look like for me to serve within that space? And then the second thing that we're gonna do is actually, we're gonna do some foot washing this morning. Uh, so Pastor Amy, myself, uh, and one of our elders, Tim, uh, we're gonna, be doing some actual foot washing. Um, So what that's gonna look like is, this morning, if there's a place within your life where you're like, okay, Jesus, I need you to come and wash this space clean for me. Just declare that. So declare that within your heart, take that to Jesus, 
And then come and actually have your feet washed as an outward expression of, Jesus, I am letting you wash my feet clean and I'm letting you take this away. So that's what we're gonna do this morning. Um, Just a a couple different things with that. Uh, If you are uncomfortable with getting your feet washed and you just want prayer, that's okay. You can come up and receive prayer as well. I know uh, Nick is gonna be um, just doing prayer if you would like that. Or if you're like, man, I am uncomfortable with one of the pastors or one of the elders washing my feet and I would actually prefer um, my friend or my spouse or this other person to come wash my feet. That's okay too, we're gonna have spaces for that. Um, So the worship team can come up. Uh, We have three different stations over here and we have three more stations over here. Um, So just take some time to pray and just ask Jesus, where are some spaces in my life where I haven't fully been living for you and I haven't fully surrendered this over to you and I need you to wash clean so that I can be wholly, wholly yours and be living a more Christ-like life. Um, Another quick uh, note for foot washing, as you come up and you are wanting your feet washed, uh, I just ask that you take your socks and shoes off for us. Um, We don't necessarily want to be touching your shoes and socks, um, so if you could please do that, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, Yeah, take some time to pray about that, and then if you would like to uh, come have your feet washed, you are welcome to do so. But uh, let's just uh, pray and close the service. And then those of you that uh, need to go or want to go can be released. Thank you, Jesus, that uh, you came to serve. That though you are God, you humbled yourself to be a servant for all mankind to sacrifice your life. Thank you for that, that you have come to bring salvation, healing, and deliverance to cleanse us from all the broken ways in the world. Would today, Holy Spirit, would you fill us afresh as we lay down those things that are causing chaos and brokenness and pain in our lives, as we lay them down, Holy Spirit, would you come with your freedom with your peace and your hope and your joy that you would come and fill us again. In Jesus' name, amen. So again, foot washing stations are going to be open for a while. There's people if you would like prayer. Um, We just ask that uh, if you just want to chat to head on out to the the foyer. We're just going to make sure that this space is a space for people who are wanting prayer and uh, foot washing. So go in peace and in peace return. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. If you'd like more information about us or find out ways to contact us, visit our website at www.beaverlodgealliancechurch.com. We pray today that you would experience the love, presence, and power of Jesus Christ and then make him known.